Well, we've cleared security there with a recording and process message from Zoom. So everybody knows they're being recorded. For, introduce yourself first and then I'll-, I'll... I'm Mercy Komar. Uh, I am a senior account executive, I guess you would call me, at L. Calvin Jones in Canfield, Ohio. And I'm a insurance agent. I'm an educator. Yeah. And we're going to talk about we're going to talk about cybersecurity insurance a little bit on this episode. We are. I figured it was good to have somebody who actually does it talk about it rather than somebody that doesn't. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thanks to everybody that's uh, supporting. Do not listen to this podcast. Your donations go to help feed stray cats and dogs. You can do that at the website. I'm just glad to be getting some guests back in. I. I took a little break from doing guests, so I'm, you're the first guest back. And you said this is your first podcast. My first podcast. And I want you to know it's all downhill from here. There will not be any better podcast than your first yeah, podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I'm going to be disappointed in the rest after you, Roger. Why, why have you not done a podcast yet? I don't know. Um, I probably fear, number one, um, I am, am late to technology. Ah. I've, I've not been, you know, I just basically got on LinkedIn about two years ago gotcha. and uh, Twitter and all of those kinds of things because I really didn't see a need for it. And that's my fault. Um, I'm, I've never been technology minded. Uh, I still never word, learned Word or Excel. Mm -hmm. So I play around on the uh, computer and they know at the office not to give me anything computerized to do because <laughs> I'll just screw it up. So um, it, it wasn't didn't seem interesting to me. And then I realized that it's radio. My husband huh. asked me today, he said, what's a podcast? I said, it's radio. That's okay, right. So it, just, that's right. That, it's, it's radio without a broadcasting license. So you don't really have yeah. to follow any laws. Um, yeah. That's exactly what it is. That's, that's correct. So, and it's the so, easiest way to explain it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about... I want to talk about cyber threats in general, but how businesses can protect themselves with cyber insurance, because I know a lot of people don't understand this. So I know there's it's, a couple things you want to cover. So let's start with basically just why everybody should have some form of cyber insurance if they're a business owner. Well, basically because there are so many ways that you can be infected. And I know that the industry over the past five years has been stressing ransoms, ransomware. Yeah. Um, it makes for headlines. That's sure. what it makes for. Uh, it's big money. But what is really happening in the world is what we call business email compromise. Right. I've had two in the last week. Um, now let's, one was a let's, client. Really, let's really break down what this is for people, because I think people okay. don't realize, A, I think people don't realize what it is. And B, you know, let's talk about how to protect against it, too. Okay. It is any way that someone can get into your system using email mm -hmm. so that they can get information to get money from you, basically, is right. what it is. It's, right. a, it's an attempted fraud. Right. And what normally happens is someone will send an email and get someone in your staff to open that email up, which will send a virus into your computer. And they're not trying to take information away except for they want to know your accounting systems. They want to know how you pay your bills so that they can set you up for a fraud. Right. And it's right. very simple. Right. You and I can set it up and do it. 
anybody can do it. Right. It's, so not they, it's not complicated. No, it's not the least bit complicated. And it's a numbers game. When right. you have a group over in, let's say, Iran do it, they'll do 100,000 of them on January the 1st and know that 2,000 people are going to open those emails. Right. And when they open those emails, they're going to find businesses information so that they know when they pay their bills, what banks they're doing business with, and what clients they're doing business with. Right. And then they're going to just use that information to send out false invoices. That's and guess right. what? People pay them. Yeah, that's what's really, that's what people don't understand. It's a multi-step thing. Yes. It's not yes. an instant fraud thing. It's a- No, it's not well, instant. It takes them several months usually. Sometimes they'll, they'll play around for a year yeah. sometimes in systems before they actually make their move. But when they make their move, everything is set up very quickly and then it's dispensed very quickly. Um, you're talking, I can get my hands on $114,000 in a matter of 15 minutes and be out the door. Yeah, that's right. That's what happened last week. Yeah, yeah. easy, easy money. So you know, we had this happen with a client that we worked with that we, we caught it before it happened, but they had their distributor list up on their website. And we were like, mm. take this down because fortunately the distributors were getting invoices and they knew that we did, the company didn't do invoices, right? And so once we took that down, we did, you, that phishing all went away. Mm. Yeah, a lot of it will go away. Um, this is being done mostly to small businesses. And, and yeah. by our standards, small is under a hundred million dollars of sales. Right. So. Right. We're looking which is, at which is basically contractors. Pretty pretty much all businesses are small businesses. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You're not not many people are Boeing. Okay, yeah. so um, you're looking at people like contractors, and I, I spend a lot of time with contractors trying to convince them that they're the kind of people these people are going to go after. Oh, they're perfect. They don't, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect targets because once they're done, they're done. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. Um, they can get the money. Nobody notices it. And five days later, when they do notice it, the money's gone. I mean, That's there's right. no way to get it back. That's right. And it's in a country that isn't going to send it yeah, back. Yeah, that isn't going to help. Yeah. So how, how, So if somebody buys that, that insurance, typically how much does that cost and what does it cover and what does it not cover? Well, usually it's based on obviously your size and your number of employees, but the least, the least amount someone's going to pay is about $1,500 a year. And we've got clients paying $70,000, $80,000 a year, just right. because of the kind of business that they do. That and right. obviously healthcare and education, right. um, defense, people working with the Department of Defense are so going to pay gonna, more. It's going to pay more, right, that's right. Yeah, they're going to pay more because they're, they're so, bigger targets. So, so if they have the insurance and somebody steals their information or takes their money, mm -hmm. what happens? Well, basically they come back to us and say, this is what we think happened. Right. And usually the insurance companies I work with have a breach department, their own breach people. And they will contact them and basically forensically go into the system and try and track what happened. Right. Now, can they get the money back? Um, depending on the bank, sometimes they can get some of the money back, yeah. but usually yeah. the insurance company ends up paying them the money that they lost. Right, that's right. And uh, 
that's, a, that's a better scenario to have than having no avenue for getting the money back. Absolutely, because I've run into those before. And in fact, I've, I've written a few people because they had it happen. And now I'm going in afterwards and saying, you know what? It can happen again. Yeah, that's right. Once they've done it once, they're going to try again. Oh, you yeah, no, that's easy. right. That's criminals. You know, people forget not all criminals are stupid. Some no. of them are, are extremely smart. Yeah, they're extremely smart or they wouldn't be making money the easy way while the rest of us struggle. OK, and sometimes right. you sit there and think, I know how they do this. This would be so easy to do it myself. Right. Um, it, it doesn't take a genius. It takes a lot of time and effort, right. um, but it is a quick way to make money. That and um, there's still a lot of um, romancing type things going on. The first, very first claim that I ever saw, <laughs> excuse me, a woman called me who owned a little tool and die shop. And she said, can you help me? The insurance company won't explain to me why they won't pay my claim. And I went out and talked to her and I looked at it and I said, I don't know much. At that point in time, it was like 2015. I said, I don't know much about cyber insurance, but you right. don't have it. Right. So let right. me find out. And here she had an addicted daughter and the daughter oh. needed money. So go. the daughter sold her passwords. Right. So sometimes it's that easy. Yeah. It, it, those things happen. So yeah, um, whenever a, a company has layoff, whenever a company has layoffs, I always joke, well, everybody's going and hitting the spam messages as fast as possible. Yeah. How fast can you get people out of your system when you let them go? Nobody That's cares. key. Nobody cares. It's really, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's key. How fast can you shut them down when you yeah. say you're gone? Because those people get vengeful and you can't blame, you know, sometimes you can't blame them. Um, I could get real angry at Elon Musk too if I if he was. That's throwing right. me out of Singapore. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that they uh, took that man off the whole system very quickly. And that's one of the things they stress. If you're going to get rid of people, boy, you better be ready to shut them down. A lot of these accounts are left open. Yeah, that's right. And they're sitting out there and people find them and get in that way. Now, is so, there, is it, now, do you just get a policy that kind of covers everything cyber related or do you get specific email or what? How does that break down? Uh, for the client? Not right now. Um, you basically get a one fits all type okay. of a policy. So kind of like an errors and emissions policy, kind of like a that. Yeah, it's it's a it's an it's a basically anything that cyber happens to you will cover from liability portion where maybe you let somebody's information out accidentally. Right. Um, to you have been fraud, defrauded like this in the monetary system or a ransomware. Right. Now, some of them pull some things out. Maybe I'm a big company and I say, look, I'll pay my own ransomware. I'm, I'm Goodyear Tire Rubber. I'll cover my ransoms. You just cover my liability in case all of my employees' information gets out and they all sue right. me. Right, you right, know, right. So you can break it apart, but most people don't. They buy the whole package. And typically what would... It cost is it is that the fifteen hundred or is, is that yeah usually yeah if you're a small company like us I'm um, doing a tool and die shop tomorrow there's only ten people there he's right. at a fifteen hundred dollar minimum premium um, he called because he had a call from one of his clients that said why did you steal my one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars and he said what are you talking about 
And so his name got used right. on an invoice and he had nothing to do with it. So he realized that this is just, this is getting kind of crazy. He better get some insurance. That's great. So, yeah. Well, I, and I'll put the information on how to get in touch with you if, if somebody's interested in that. What about international okay. companies? What about international companies, companies that do business in different countries? What's the challenge for them? Well, the challenge for them is everybody's got different rules. Gotcha. Um, if you're if you're working in the European Union, <laughs> excuse me, the European Union, they've got specific rules that you have to follow. In fact, even within the United States, every state has different rules on how quickly you have to go to the attorney general and tell them you have been gotcha. defrauded. Yeah. So usually you'll also need a good law firm behind you gotcha. and understands these things right. that can say, okay, you've got 15 days in the state of Wyoming, let's get letters out there. And, and so there's a lot involved in gotcha. these things. Gotcha. It's, it can be expensive. So if you were, say, if you were a company that had offices in different parts of the world, you'd have to set up a policy for each country? Uh, not necessarily. I, you would probably set up a policy for the United States and then get a and then a basic international policy then okay. for everywhere else. Uh, and you would use ba usually someone like a Travelers or a Chubb, somebody really big to do something like that. Yeah. Well, this I, this is a topic I wanted people to learn a little bit more about. So it was great to have you on. I'm glad this you did a great job on your first yeah. podcast. <laughs> what would you like the listeners to take away other than that you're an excellent podcast guest for other podcasters, which I'm going to say she, she was great. She was excellent. Um, what well, one of the, th I guess I, what I want to stress to people is anybody can sell cyber insurance. Right. Very few agents understand it. Right. They sell it because somebody throws it at them. And you really need to have somebody who's going to take a look at your system and say, this is what you need and this is what you don't need. Now you make the choice and explain to them the security. We also do um, sell security tapes so we can train the employees on what not to open. Right. on these emails. Right. And that's important. So I think people need to just find themselves an agency or an agent that actually has experience and has some knowledge. That's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Do not listen to this podcast. You were great. Thank you for having me. My pleasure.